You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, it's great to have you back to Real Real Presence Live. We appreciate all all of our listeners. Remember, you make Real Presence Radio possible. Uh, We do not get government funding we don't want government funding, Karen, do we? No, we do no, not. No, because then, then they tell us what to do. <laughs> and uh, we uh, follow God's will, and uh, Real Presence Radio has been blessed. I've been doing these shows for over 10 years since they began, and it's just amazing to see how, how Real Presence Radio grows, how God's will continues to give us direction, and you who listen support it. And remember, we have our banquets coming up beginning in November. This is a, a real primary way for us to to raise our funds so that we can keep uh, your programming coming. And I, I cannot begin to tell you the number of people who, who tell me that they have listened to Real Presence Radio, not necessarily this show, Real Presence Live, but they've listened to Real Presence Radio and it seems to come at a time where they needed to hear something or something that they thought was profound and kind of just changes the thought of your day, changes the heart of your day. Uh, It's these little things that uh, added up uh, mean a lot in a person's life. And and again, Karen, also the people who who drive and travel. And we we have many people who are traveling and, and listening to us as they drive, we wish you um, safe travels. And remember to look for motorcycles because there's going to be half a million of them going down to the hills starting next week. My brother and I will be two of them. So uh, remember, the life you save, Father, might be your priest. Yeah. Mm. And you're going to have the show next week while I'm gone. Father Logan Obergewich is here. Karen Selinski is here. And also... On location here in my office of the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck is Dr. Megan Schneider. You are the Bioethics Program Chair at the University of Mary. Uh, Good morning to you, Megan. Tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Um, I, yeah, like I, like you said, I'm um, Dr. Megan Schneider. I'm the um, the chair of the bioethics program at the University of Mary. Um, I my um, undergraduate education is in respiratory therapy, so uh, hands-on patient care during the ventilators, those kinds of things. Um, and bioethics, it, it sort of found me actually. Um, but I, I have truly enjoyed coordinating the program and um, helping the students that are in it uh, accelerate their education and and get a master's in bioethics. Have you been on Real Presence Live before? I have last year. Did um, I interview you? You did. Okay, I you, you it's all coming back. <laughs> all coming back to me. Uh, So, um, first of all, uh, we have a a few things to talk about. We have a bioethics seminar coming up on August 12th and 13th. Uh, We're going to get to that. Um, uh, People can be afraid of this word biomedical ethics, and people don't need to be afraid of these words. These words just make us sound smart, and generally we're not smarter than the rest but we have we have the word theology we have christology we have deontology teleological uh, moral methodologies i'm going to get to that and the word we've used three times already is bioethics biomedical ethics Uh, what is that first of all and how do we understand that simply Sure. So bioethics, simply put, is just the study of ethical issues arising from um, 
biomedical or technological or um, medical advancements. The the smarter we get, so to speak, the more um, capabilities that we have, especially in the medical arena, we find ourselves with complex issues arising from those things. We, we now have capabilities that we never have seen before. Um, and and we need people to study that, ask the bigger questions, um, and to talk about how those advances may harm the human person. And as I taught high school and for a while at the university as adjunct, I always, first of all, said, especially in the high school level, just because we can do something doesn't mean we should do it. And uh, just because we think it's a brave new world doesn't mean we should always walk into it. So um, let's, uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about the, the bioethics program at the University of Mary. How old is it? It's, it's on its seventh cohort, um, so seven years, and, and it's, it's um, been a, a wonderful journey for University of Mary. Um, the bioethics program is, is our way of uh, continuing to advance our mission, but also to form all those interested in the field, um, and, and to, especially our health science majors, to have something additional, or even those who um, work in, that hope to work in public policy, or maybe um, sit on an ethics committee, or maybe um, philosophers looking to specialize somehow. Um, it offers a great opportunity to um, pursue a graduate level degree in something that's um, rapidly advancing. So it's it's something that we're going to see um, in the future for sure. And so we have a Master's of Science in Bioethics program. Those who enter the program enter through the NCPC certification program. We have a very strong relationship with the National Catholic Bioethics Center. Um, and so they <clears throat> take 10 credits and transfer those credits into us and, and then pursue their graduate level degree. Father Ted Paholchek, uh, yes. very involved there. Mm-hmm. And as the Director of Continuing Education for Clergy, I've had him out here in the diocese a, a couple of times. Um, that, that's, uh, we'll, we'll get to that as well. First of all, let's talk about the Biomedical Ethics Seminar coming up on August 12th and 13th. Um, why should we be interested in that? Yeah, so that's a great way to, to um, if you've ever, if you've been thinking about some of the issues that have been arising in our society, it's a great way to come and take in, take in two days of bioethical education um, from some of the most, <clears throat> excuse me, the world-renowned bioethicists um, from the National Catholic Bioethics Center visit our campus. They come to the University of Mary. Um, they present on topics that are very interesting, such as um, reproductive technologies, uh, cloning, stem cell research. Um, and so it's just a great time to come and see if maybe this is something you want to dabble in. And how do people get involved? They go on to, they can register at the door on the, on the, on the 12th, um, or they may register online through the National Catholic Bioethics Center website under the Education tab, and they can go to the two-day seminar and register there. And I think offhand, August 12th is a Friday. It is. So uh, what time on Friday? Um, registration, I believe, begins at 7 a.m., and they would need to. They could come and register and, and get situated and get some coffee. Where do and, they go on campus? Um, they go to the Simmons, um, the Simmons Center, and then um, Casey Center for Nursing on the north side of campus. Who are your presenters? Um, Father 
Chad. Um, there's going to be Dr. Meany. Uh, all the uh, several of the ethicists from the um, from the National Catholic so Biological Two-day semin- uh, seminar, uh, the 12th and 13th. That's correct. Friday and Saturday at the University of Mary, uh, and you can find uh, information on that. Uh, how again? Um, by visiting the National Catholic Bioethics Center website. Oh, so they, they will link you to this event at mm-hmm. the University of Mary in Bismarck. Great. Uh, Father Tad Poholchek is a, uh, actually a classmate of Father Keith Streifel at the North American College and very, very versed in, in all of these uh, topics. We're talking to Dr. Megan Schneider. She's the Bioethics Program Chair at the University of Mary and... Uh, there are many, many issues in areas of biomedical ethics today. Uh, first of all, th- what are some of the areas that are, that are challenged in the medical field? Are, are Catholic medical professionals? I think our, our medical students are, are challenged. What are some of the areas today? Because I brought for you, we're going to get into this after the break, I brought for you, Dr. Schneider, my Tessina from my license in biomedical ethics, which I, uh, that's my degree from um, the Alfonsianum. The certificate's right there. I look at it because I suffered a lot for that. (laughs) I I forgot most of what I learned, but I suffered something. And uh, so I have my Tessina here, my paper on, on the topic that I wrote on, which is the topic of prudential personalism, Benedict Ashley, Kevin O'Rourke, um, two great authors. And uh, But for today, what are some of the areas that are being challenged in 2022? Yeah, so, you know, I use this, uh, one of the, um, uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't say simple example because it's by no means a simple case, um, but healthcare professionals, especially those that are Catholic, are asked to do things within their profession that, they know to be wrong, to be morally illicit, or um, and oftentimes are put into moral distress. Um, one example is expediting death, you know, by means of chemical means of morphine. Uh, maybe they're asked to give an additional dose. Um, some other things they might come up against is reproductive um, um, technologies or maybe abortifacient drugs that they're asked to provide. Um, they're so they're they're asked to. So to, speak, to leave their faith at the door as they practice and care for people. Um, and in their minds, that's, um, for a, a Catholic healthcare professional, that's um, morally distressing because they believe in taking care of the whole person. Are, are medical students still um, required to perform an abortion in med school? Uh, that's a great question. I, I'm not sure. I, I, I heard that was um, in '95 when I was teaching. That uh, th- these are some examples mm-hmm. of what, 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 what's what's required to. Um, and th- these, of course, are, are all questions that that um, are, are are very very challenging uh, because of our uh, because of our Catholic faith. So as we as we come up on a break, um, I, I'm going to ask you when we come back. First of all, how you, Mary, the University of Mary here in Bismarck has partnered with the National Catholics uh, Bioethics Center. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, the National Catholics, National Catholic Bioethics Center, uh, what's become of that, and why, why that's so important. Uh, and it's been so influencing with Father Tad Paholchik. He's been there, I think, over 10 years. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, so we're talking biomedical ethics it's not a topic we need to be afraid of. It's a topic we need to be aware of because in many ways it is in the biomedical world, 
the healthcare world a brave new world, and just because we can do it doesn't mean we should. And bioethics is our is our guide to keep us true to our Catholic faith while uh, being true to um, to the medicine which we all need and the science that that holds. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these planned gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our planned giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back, and we hope you're having a good start to your day. If not, there's a lot of day left, Karen. Yep, there is. Uh, And if I have a really good start to my day, usually before 9, because I'm up at 5, Walking your dogs. Oh, and the mornings are so beautiful. <laughs> yes, they are. The mornings are so beautiful. I walk on Ward Road, and then I look to the uh, east, and I see the Capitol with the sun coming up. Mm-hmm. The sprinklers are on at the Tom O'Leary Golf Course. You've mm-hmm. golfed before, Father. I have. Uh, do you like that course? It's all right. I've golfed it a few times. Father Logan Obergay, which is a prolific golfer. <laughs> I've, had, I've, I've had tremendous. I've had tremendous golfers assigned to me well, then as he newly will ordained priests on the Real Presence RPR get golf him, team get next him year on with the my team. husband. I'd be happy to join. <laughs> Great! All, all of these golfers are assigned to me. Father Dosh mm-hmm. can hit a golf ball over three hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Father Grafsgard 
great golfer, Father Logan Orbergewich, <laughs> and and you're you're also on the uh, you're, you're coaching for St. Mary's. I'll be coaching for the St. Mary's girl, girls high school team. Fantastic! Really, for a couple months. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so do, do the girl are the girls in the fall, and the boys in the spring? Or, or I don't remember when the boys golf is. That when I golfed in high school for Beulah, North Dakota, it was in the spring for mm-hmm. for men's mm-hmm. golf. Good. A- anyway, the mornings are great. Get out there and walk. Uh, Titus is uh, excited to go. Uh, Romeo is excited to go. My two Dalmatians, and uh, don't let summer pass us by. Megan, what do you? Doctor Megan Schneider is my guest. She's the bioethics program chair. What do you do so that summer doesn't pass you by? What do you do? Oh, swim with my little girl. We go okay. swimming all the time. Fishing. Okay. Where Where do you swim? <laughs> well, we swim in our, in our backyard. We have a, a well, small pool. Okay. Um, she loves to do that, but also the local pools. Sure. Mm-hmm. They, they've been hot, and it's going to be hot this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I love it hot. I, I do. I do like hot summer days because we don't have many of them. We're talking about biomedical ethics. Let's get back to that so we can fully write this off with the government. August twelfth and thirteenth, there's a National Catholic Bioethics Center seminar at U Mary. That's a Friday and a Saturday. You can just show up, and uh, but it's also good to register before. Uh, tell us about the National Catholic Bioethics Center and how it's important in your work as a, a program chair of bioethics at the University of Mary. Where is it? What is it? Why do we keep referring to it? Why do you keep having these seminars based on them? Yeah, so the National Catholic Bioethics Center is located in, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, it's uh, very essential to the work that we do in, in, in the area of bioethics at the University of Mary. We have a very strong relationship for, um, for the simple fact that we're all trying um, our best to educate on bioethics, provide education, resources, um, a place that can be can we can go for consultation what do we do in these tough situations that we find ourselves in today especially as healthcare professionals and who do we reach out to and the national catholic bioethics center has a consultation service where you can um, send an email or give a call at any time they have some an ethicist available for you to, to answer your questions um, and then they also provide this a certification program in healthcare bioethics and that um, is very essential to the work that we do because um, um, we offer a pathway right from that certification into the Master of Science and Bioethics program at the University of Mary. So that partnership has just been wonderful for our university, for our students, um, and for society at large, really. The bioethics program at the University of Mary is in its seventh year. Is that right? Yes, it is. And uh, how many professors do you have? We have, um, well, there's nine, nine different professors, all within their, their content area. So medicine and bioethics is taught by uh, Dr. Ashley Fernandez. Um, Deacon Webster teaches our faith and reason. Dr. Michael Hickman teaches our law course. We have Dr. Marie Hilliard, who also teaches a policy course for us in healthcare policy. Um, so lots of great topics within the program. And uh, you, uh, you have a, a tremendous nursing program at mm-hmm. the University of Mary. Sure I think it's well-regarded in the nation, if not the best. So your nursing students are required to, to have different touches in this bio, bioethics program, right? Their degree is not in it, but, but they, they have required courses to, to take, right? In medical ethics, yes. In medical ethics. Mm-hmm. So again, you, Mary, being unapologetically Catholic, mm-hmm. um, whether you're Catholic or not, 
you, you will be exposed and you, you will learn uh, principles uh, of Catholic uh, biomedical ethics. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you lead the charge as program chair. Uh, how, can, um, bio, how can what you do be more important to me? Morning, yeah, I like to ask professors, and I, you know, I had a, a God rest his soul. Uh, Father Reggie Foster taught me Latin, and I took Latin in Rome when I didn't need to take it because I had it all here. And he was just a, he was just a teacher that 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 taught, and he said every 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 instructor should 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 make you think. My topic is the most important one you need in your life. Why would bioethics be so important in, in my life as a as an average Catholic, I want to do well. Let's say I go to Mass often. Why, why should I? And, and I see the word biomedical ethics maybe in the DCA or something, and I pass over it. Father Tad Paholchik's article is in the mm-hmm. DCA, and, and I often pass over it. Why, why, why should I pause and read more about bioethics, Dr. Schneider? Mm-hmm. Great question. Well, um, the first thing that comes to mind is the dignity of the inherent dignity of the human person. Indeed. And so, as we're as we're thinking about how that may be threatened in in the world today, taking a second to pause or take a course or to dabble in it, a concentration. We offer concentrations in in medical ethics, and I think it's. It's broadly interdisciplinary because um, if you love people, we just need to protect them. And I think that if you love life from beginning to end, we need to protect that life. Um, and so that's, that's why someone should care about bioethics. We've had um, some very good news as pro-life Catholics uh, with... Um, Roe versus Wade, rightfully uh, being sent to the ash heap of uh, misguided decisions, the decision of uh, abortion being sent back to the states where where it belongs because it's not constitutional. I know that there's a temporary uh, res- a judge. Uh, I I knew this would happen uh, yesterday after uh, today. Abortion would have been illegal in North Dakota, but yesterday afternoon. There's a temporary uh, restriction order, and uh, now now our uh, Attorney General Drew Wrigley has to refile uh, for 25 days, what have you, what have you, what have you. More and more and more and more lawyers. In any event, it, it will it will eventually it will eventually happen. But my 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 question to you is this this. Um, uh, unbelievable decision, and I and I sat in in my kitchen, um, seeing this on TV. Roe versus Wade overturned. I, I thought I'd never seen it in my lifetime. How how has this changed the context of of what what you're now focused on in the future of bioethics? I know that we're always going to be protecting life, but but this is a little spring in our step. But it also reminds us that we now have more inherent responsibilities of life. I'm just throwing that out there. Any comment? Yeah, I think um, I <laughs> obviously we've seen something happen in history, and I was so excited for it. And it just in my mind, it's this is our time. This is time to move, especially in the arena of bioethics. This is where we 
um, disseminate this information and, and the, the true moral tradition of the Catholic Church in a whole new way. This is where we take care of, of our people. This is where we advance the topics in bioethics. Um, for me, it was an exciting. It, it's an exciting time. Um, so I think I may have gotten away from your question because it's, it's just the. It, it, it no, you're, it was you're, so you're exciting. right. Yes. But but now but but now but now, Doctor Megan Schneider. You can enter into the debate because in the past there wasn't a debate mm-hmm. because the pro-choice people hid behind the, they, they hid behind the, the judiciary and they can't do that anymore. Now they need to legislate. And so the, the pro-choice, pro-abortion people have to legislate, mm-hmm. which means now we have to have a discussion. Since 1973, January, we couldn't have a discussion. They would say it's the law. Now, now state by state, we have a discussion about about life, about let's follow the science, as they say, mm-hmm. about about what it is, which is a, a human being. And I, I think I think this is really refreshing that we can now at least have a discussion, because for for them to legislate, they have to enter the discussion. Mm-hmm. And and now you're preparing students. And future professionals to do that. To have those crucial conversations. Exactly. To come full-blown with some... Let's enter, yeah. in, let's enter into politics. <laughs> yes. uh, John Paul II said, if by politics you mean how, how people treat people, yes, the church is political. And the church has always been involved with politics. Uh, Chris Dodson is a regular guest on this show. And th- th- this is what I think is so neat, is now we can talk about this. Because for them to legislate, they have to enter the debate, because they have to enter the political field, which means they have to determine determine voters and i think they have a hard i think they have a hard product to sell mm-hmm. i think abortion is a hard product to sell when you get down to it and and don't tell me that people don't want to live in a state where abortion is legal i saw that a- analyst too um my my brother lives in a county in texas where where buying a beer is illegal but he's he's in that area because of housing i don't i don't believe that I think it's a great future for us. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Megan Schneider, thank you for that. I, I wanted to weave in a little bit of history. Um, keep that spring in your step, Dr. Megan Schneider, <laughs> bioethics program chair. Thank you. We we have we have um, a lot of positive um, prayers being answered, uh, I, and and life uh, we we uh, behold as our greatest gift. I think we've all prayed them, but we have to continue to now uh, outwork them. So any final thoughts? No, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on. Mm -hmm. Enjoy swimming with your daughter. (laughs) It's going to be 90 degrees tomorrow, 90 degrees Saturday, Sunday, right around there. I don't know, in the upper Midwest here in Bismarck. So get ready for the heat as we move into August. And I wish you a good start to the year. Dr. Schneider, when do you start? Um, September. September? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Dr. Yes. Megan Schneider, Bioethics so Program Chair, University of Mary. Thanks for being on Real Presence Live. We're coming up on Top of the Hour. We'll be back in one moment. <laughs> 